Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it. I've got my cup of coffee, my Black Rifle coffee. I'm enjoying a cup today. I hope you are enjoying a cup wherever you are listening from. This is a podcast where we celebrate all things freedom in Jesus Christ. We shout that from the rooftops, that we are free. If the Son has set you free, you are free indeed. And we drink some really good coffee, and we talk about that. So uh, I've been... uh, Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for all of you listeners. We are now being heard in over 25 countries. I'm humbled by that. I'm overwhelmed by that. I'm grateful and thankful for that. That just means that this message is resonating, and it's getting out to more and more people Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for listening to us. I've been talking about how these these daily invitations, no matter what circumstances are happening, no matter whether we're going on a vacation or we're just in our in our cubicle, our our home office, or wherever we're at, just it, everyday situations where we are invited to enjoy Christ. And I wanted I wanted to just talk about you know Paul makes this amazing statement in Philippians chapter four where he's talks about this secret to contentment that he says. And I'm going to read the verse here in a minute, but I want to talk about this today is like like part of this, I believe, a huge part of this journey, this freedom journey is finding contentment. And we're going to talk about kind of some different contentment uh things that that can, that can happen within that, but that some of the root of um some of the roots of our fleshly behaviors are often I think found in discontentment, which is the opposite of contentment. So I want to go into that today. So let's, let me read the verse, uh, Philippians 4, chapter 12 and 13. Paul says this, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's the famous verse uh, that we that we quote a lot, but we we don't we ha- we don't know necessarily what was in front of that where he's he's talking about the difference of he's talking about physical circumstances okay he's using the the circumstances of life in his life to reveal what to reveal a deeper truth what is that deeper truth true contentment does not come through circumstances it comes from a person that's why he wraps it all up with i can do all things through christ who gives me strength. It comes from knowing that person that is there in you and with you in the midst of the circumstances. You know, one of the definitions of of contentment, uh, kind of a just a regular definition of contentment is a peaceful ease of mind, but a more biblical definition would be finding joy in God. So it's the getting satisfaction in Him. We did a few episodes a while back about finding satisfaction in Him, that we we will never hunger, we will never thirst. Our, what we really truly want is found in Christ. So again, if we're looking for uh, contentment, okay, that, that joy, okay, or that ease of mind, if we're looking for that in circumstances in this world, if we're looking for that, well, we're going to be surely disappointed, we're going to be surely discouraged because... Uh, most of life is not lived in these mountaintop experiences. Most of the life is lived in the everyday, in the everyday, everyday life. And so if we've, if we, uh, Paul has now learned that circumstances, whether having nothing, whether having a whole lot, whether having, whether having, uh, you know, a, a lot of money, a lot of possessions, 
having nothing, whether being well-fed or hungry, all of these circumstantial things he's saying is he's learned the secret. I'm going to go into the secret here a little bit more, but but again, the opposite then, we talk, I mentioned that, is discontentment. So what what is that? Well, I mean, life, those circumstances are just not working. Maybe they're not working out the way we thought it would. Something or someone has let us down. Okay, We're looking for that something or someone to come through for us. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a financial situation. Life just isn't working. Little L life. Okay, uh, And then creeps in the discontentment, the frustration, the discouragement, all of those things. We even can maybe even question God. Where are you in all of this? Have you forgotten about me? What are you doing in the midst of all this? Uh, and, and I want to say this too, just in, because we do talk about you know pornography and fleshly behavior. I think one of the one of every addiction is rooted in discontentment of some kind. Uh, life isn't satisfying. Little L life isn't satisfying. So I can find life in this behavior, in this drug, in this alcohol, in this pornography, in this whatever that may be. Every addiction is rooted in in that. I believe uh, it's it's the attempt to relieve the, you know this ache in our soul uh, of this discontentment. You know we're we're deceived into believing that it's going to do it. It's going to provide something, and maybe in the in the moment it does, uh, but then at some point it doesn't, and then it's too late because we're hooked, and the addiction lies to us, and it you know it's telling us. that this is what we think we want. This is what we think is going to satisfy this thirst in our soul. It's this, but then what happens is this craving for it, this going after it, we actually become thirstier. And so it grows stronger because the addiction seems to be the only semblance of any kind of life that we can obtain, that we can get. And we find ourselves trying to find relief from the very thing that we thought was going to bring us relief. Imagine that, right? That's the that's the sadness and despair of addiction, of, of, of addictive fleshly behaviors, is that we the, the very thing we went to to bring relief is now the thing we're trying to get relief from. And it's left us more thirsty than ever before. And so so again, I want I mean that that's 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 so how do we replace that? So Paul's saying this contentment. In Christ, it's I can do all things through Christ. So Paul starts with the circumstances. We need to acknowledge, we need to acknowledge circumstances in our lives are difficult or hard. This is not about shoving things under the rug. This is not about denying difficult circumstances. Absolutely not. I have people in my life right now, and myself included, going through some really, really hard times. Difficult circumstances. Difficulties in life. Life is just dealing them a hard blow, either health wise, financial wise, career wise, relationship wise, all kinds of things. So this is not about denying any of that or sugarcoating it or making it sound any better. Absolutely not. We need to express that. We need to cry out to God in those moments. Absolutely. But but notice what Paul says here. He says he's learned that this is something he's learned. Okay, I've learned the secret of being content. Okay, so he's learned this. This is through his circumstances of having much, of having nothing. Okay, he's learned something much deeper. There's a deeper understanding that goes beyond the circumstances. He's had he's learning this deeper understanding of Christ as his life, capital L life. Circumstances, I think, can be actually the, some of the greatest teachers we have. They teach us to trust and depend 
on the life that we have in Christ in the midst of the circumstance? Do we trust in the circumstance to come through? Are we trusting in something greater or someone greater, which is the life of Jesus in us? I'm not saying this is easy to do, but Paul says this. he's learned this. This is what we learned. Just like I learned on my vacation, this last vacation that I took, to enjoy the journey, all of it, the ups, the downs, the in-betweens, the traffic, the, 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 the gas, the, the fueling up, all of it was an opportunity to learn to enjoy the journey. This is something, Paul, and I think these are the teachers that we have in our lives, our circumstances. Oftentimes, whether we want it to or not, the hard circumstances, the challenging circumstances are the ones that can be the greatest teachers. Now, they can also lead us the other way. They aren't always, we don't always respond in a way of, oh, I want to learn from this or I want to grow from this. Sometimes we get even more bitter or angry or more resentful and we turn the other way. But it's, it's the invitations there, but it doesn't always mean that we're going to respond that way. So I, I love this word though, secret, right? Like Paul uses this word secret. He's like, <laughs> I mean, we all know what a secret is, right? He's like, like, okay, come here. I got a secret to tell you. Come here, come here. It's like, it's like, it's kind of like it's something that, that, you know, he wants, he wants us to know, but he's like, okay, come here. I've, I've, I figured this out. I found this secret to this hidden treasure of this contentment in Christ. And I want to tell you about it. It's like, he's, it's like a discovery, right? Like, like we've made this discovery of something. We know something that you don't know. Okay, and so I want to let you know what that is. Okay, he wants us to know. He's found it. He's made the discovery, and now, and now he wants to share it with us. But but notice here what he doesn't do. Okay, he doesn't. It's not. A, he doesn't give us a new strategy of how to make life work. He's not giving us another program to follow. He's not giving us a set of religious ideals or religious things to do. Uh, it's not even really a re- an intellectual concept. He's not. He's he de- he does say learn, but it's 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 this secret, right? It's keep in mind now. I want you to keep in mind here. Paul's circumstances more than likely in writing this, he is in prison. He is he is writing this from a prison cell. So his circumstances are four four walls and a cage in front of him. <laughs> but he's learned through his circumstances that Christ is his life. Christ is his life. And I, I want to talk about kind of two, two different, what I would say, contentments, more of the circumstantial contentment and then more of the contentment, which I believe is what Paul's talking about. And I want to end with this. So what does this contentment look like, right? Like he's, he's, he's not focusing on the what ifs and the if onlys. This is the circumstantial contentment. Okay. So, so He's focusing on what is already true, the alreadys, but this is the circumstantial contentment, which is focused on the what-ifs and the if-onlys. There's a difference between circumstantial contentment and soul contentment. Those are the two that we're distinguishing here, and Paul's distinguishing. Circumstantial contentment says, well, I'll be happy as long as this is happening. I'll be happy as long as fill in the blank. I'll be content as long as this. Uh, If only I had this in my life. If only... This person did this. If only this happened, then I will be content. It's the what ifs and the if onlys. So that's based on circumstantial contentment. And the thing is, when those circumstances are going well, much of the time, then we're not necessarily trusting or depending on God. We may give him some credit for it, but most of the time we're thinking, yeah, it was really kind of us that was getting it done. Okay, so 
Though, and then the other side of that is, well, if those circumstances don't come through, then what? Well, discouragement sets in. Discontentment becomes even greater. So that's the circumstantial commitment, contentment. And I want, and I, I, I say this to encourage you and challenge you because we're all in in different ways living out of the circumstantial contentment versus soul contentment. I want to describe that here in a minute, but but that's I, I don't say none of the stuff I share in this podcast is ever out of condemnation. It's always out of encouragement to uplift your soul because if the it, but but I do think the Holy Spirit can reveal these things to us and say, okay, wait a minute, Matt, what are you trusting in in your circumstances as opposed to trusting in me? He never does it out of condemnation. He never does it out of bondage or putting something on us or shaming us or any of that. It's always out of His love and His renewing of our mind to reveal to us who we already are and the life that we have in Him and the freedom that we have in Him. So that's what maybe. So the question then is, what circumstances are you looking to come through for you for contentment? That's the first question. Then, okay, now soul contentment says, first of all, notice this: it acknowledges that life is difficult. Okay, but I can still choose to focus on what I have in Christ. It's the alreadys. What does Paul have to focus on here? He he just mentioned circumstances. Okay, good and bad. Right? I was well fed and hungry. I knew what it was to have a lot and to have nothing. All of this, right? But what does Paul? Fo- he's choosing to focus on all of what he has in Christ. He then he he says, "I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength." That's the focus. He focuses on the strength that he has in Christ. He focuses on Christ. He has this life in Him. He has the love of His Father. He has the complete forgiveness of sin. He has this new life through Jesus Christ. In Christ, Paul has found this soul contentment. And guess what Paul's telling us? He's telling us we have it too. Christian, you have it too. Believer in Christ, you have this contentment too. Isn't that good news? I mean, that's good news. I mean, look, losses are going to happen in life. Storms are going to come. But I do believe they are opportunities for us to discover, as Paul did, and learn this this secret to contentment in Jesus. This doesn't mean that we aren't going to hurt. This doesn't mean it's not going to be painful. But it does mean that God is working it all out for our good. And I think one of the greatest benefits of this this contentment, this, this joy we find in Christ, is that we can actually enjoy our lives as they are and not try to manipulate or manufacture them into something that we think they should be. We enjoy life today. We can be grateful for today and not trying to manipulate or manufacture our lives or other people into something that we want them to do. It's freedom. It's freedom for you. I think this this contentment impacts every can er, impact every area of our lives. It's we can be fully present in our relationships. We're not putting we're not putting pressure on someone to come through for us. We we can let them be who they are, and we can be who we are, and we can let go of the expectations of them being something for us that they were never meant to be. This can help us, I think, enjoy our family and our friends in a deeper way. We we don't have to put unrealistic expectations of what we think they should be and how they should treat us and how they would how it turn out it and sure it may mean losing a friendship i want to say i've in these last 5 years i've probably lost more friends than i have in the previous 45 years it's been hard 
people who were friends and ended up not being there in difficult times. I mean, yeah, but but what it did is it helped me learn. It's helped me learn the secret to contentment and not put this pressure and expectations on others because then we end up looking to them to come through for us. And then when it doesn't happen, we're discontented, we're disappointed, we're discouraged. So instead of trying to fix or control others, this actually, this contentment allows us to enjoy them. We can thank God for putting them in our lives if it's only for a season. And I, I, all of this, I think, can help us with the what ifs and the if onlys because then we begin to focus on the alreadys. That's the soul contentment. This is what I already, this is the ever present realities that are true even when life is hard and even when life is not working. And these are facts, not feelings. The feelings are going to come and go. The feelings are going to be all over the place. These are truths, not lies. And what it does is it takes our eyes off of what we think is missing or lacking because nothing is lacking in our life. We're lacking nothing in Christ. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. It fixes your eyes on Christ and what he has accomplished for you and in you and to you and wants to do through you. So I want to end with this quote. I've gone a little bit longer than what I wanted to, but I want to end with this quote. I believe the secret of contentment really begins not when circumstances change or get better, but when our attitude toward them does. Let me say that again. The secret of contentment really begins not when our circumstances change or get better, but when our attitude toward them does. I believe that's true. I'm, I'm discovering that. I'm not saying this is easy. I'm not saying that this is just a flip of the switch thing, and, but it's, it's the way. It's the way that we experience this freedom in, in this secret of contentment because, because life is going to be hard. And so it's not about trying to – it doesn't mean we don't pray for the circumstances. It doesn't mean we don't want them to get better. Those are not wrong things. But when our outlook and our focus toward them does, that in the midst of that, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's that's the secret. That's the joy. That's the freedom. I, I love this quote uh, from John Piper. I use this a lot. I, uh, it says, occasionally weep deeply over the life that you hoped would be. Grieve the losses. And then wash your face. Trust God and embrace the life that you have. Do you notice what it says there? Don't Don't deny the losses. Grieve them. And then what do you do? You trust God. You enjoy the life that you have in Him. You acknowledge the pain, then you trust God, and you look to Him, and you embrace all that you already have in Him, all that He has already made you to be. He's made you free. He's made you a new creation. He has joined Himself to you. You are one with Him. You're no longer condemned. He delights in you at this very moment. Those are alreadys. You can embrace them this very moment. Maybe I would encourage you right now to stop and thank God for all of those alreadys right now, no matter what you're going through. To thank God for that. Because they're yours as a gift from the giver of all good gifts. And if, you li- if you're living in that deep level of contentment, that only comes, that only comes from Christ in you. That only comes from the freedom and the love of Christ in you. 
So I hope that encourages you today. Thank you so much for listening today and supporting this podcast. If you would love to, if you'd like to support us, we we really could use the help financially. Uh, I know everyone's hurting these days, but uh, if you have it in your in your ability to in, in encourage us with that, we would love because it helps us to be able to up level this podcast and get it out to more people who are hearing the good news of freedom in Christ. If that's something you're able to do, we'll give you a couple of ways to do that in the description notes. And as we say here at this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.